fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the latest episode of the Fade You Podcast. Here today to preview NFL Week 14. My name is Matthew James, joined by the dads. Uh, Joe is here, Mr. 27th place in the Westgate Super Contest. Keep it going, Dad. How's it going? It's going great, man. I couldn't be happier. I think we're actually 31st. The 27th was um, after oh, before Monday before night. Oh, Monday night. Okay. So, okay. but uh, yeah, we're five back of the lead. Pretty much in the money. I think they pay the top 30. So almost in the money here. So we just got to continue. Four and one past two weeks. Eight and two run right now. So we just got to keep it rolling. And nothing, no bad juju, no no bullshit, not a sh- no shitty weeks. Just... Three and two is fine right now. That'll do. Yeah, he is on. Matt and I finished in the money. Like we we struggled down the stretch with a bunch of three and twos. Like we, we just couldn't we couldn't get hot to try to win the fucking thing. It was so frustrating. That was, that was also when they paid top a hundred. That was before yeah. all these in season content. What 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 did we finish, Kyle? Thirty ninth or some shit. Thirty ninth. Yeah, got like seventy five hundred okay. or something. Any clue what our record was? No. I'm sure you need a better record now to to finish where we finished. I, I just feel, feel like, like we... the contest is a little sharper, but and yeah. anyway. for week in the NFL too. Irregardless, Joe Irregardless. is on Twitter at Joe underscore knows underscore underscore underscore. Follow him to get the contest picks. Joe, the one thing I would say now that we're kind of getting down to the last few weeks, don't tweet them out so early, Dad. Why? Wait, wait till that shit closes. You never know. Oh, some asshole God. might be some asshole might be listening right now. Oh. Yes, like a lot of people could have two uh entries and just kind of copy yours. I I mean, I guess, but there's dude, I have 450 followers on Twitter. I don't think anybody gives a flying fuck, and if they do, they're going they're digging that that deep then whatever, they deserve to win. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more effort to find your picks and follow them than to exactly flip five yeah. coins. So, all right. <laughs> anyway, follow Joe. Joe's our our best hope at cashing in this thing uh, as it stands right now through thirteen weeks. Also on the pod today, Kmart just made it. Kmart's underscore angles on Twitter. How's it going, Dad? Oh, not bad. Look a little more haggard than usual. Just got back from the gym, uh, just in time to have some fun. Beautiful, beautiful. Bucket Boys here with us at Big Nelly Buckets on Twitter. Neil, how are you doing? What's up, dads? I'm I'm excited. I I watched I think about a quarter of football last Sunday. Um, Perfect. So, so fade Neil. But your bets so, should be good this week, then. Yeah, this week the dog shit. Last week, <laughs> thank you Titans. Um, but so I'm happy. I have a free Sunday coming up. Very excited. Should be joined by Chris Duke momentarily. Chris is in traffic, so good job planning, Chris. And uh, we'll see his dumbass here in a sec. Anyway, as we look ahead to 2023, looking to grow the pod, looking for more followers. If you're listening, you like our stuff, tell your friends. If you're watching on YouTube or watch this, like it, subscribe. All that helps us. All that's good stuff as we look ahead to another good year for the Fade You team. 
All right, guys, let's get to week 14. Uh, Joe, you're going to hit leadoff again. And you told me before we started recording, you're having a tough time with this particular slate. Is that because three teams or six teams are on a bye, so we have fewer games? Is that because favorites did so well last week and now we're a little nervous about what to do this week? What makes this a difficult slate of games to you? Yeah, dude, like you said, man, favorites going 10 and 5 ATS last week really fucking threw a wrench in my thought process here because dogs are doing so well. Like you said before the podcast, they're like 54% on the year. Are we seeing regression back to the mean here? Is it time to fire favorites? Or do we bounce back and just say, hey, fucking fade last week. All the favorites won. Now let's go doggies. Because you got to imagine that the public fucking cleaned up last week. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of money line parlays probably. So Teasers. the the square tease tease everything parlay everything probably did all right. So that being said, where are you looking when you're trying to find a winner in this week 14 card? Dude, this one was really tough. It was fucking tough. But I think I mentioned on the recap pod on Sunday. Um, my pick, I it's it it's got to be the Titans. I mean, I hate that it's a, a division favorite, but. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence's dog shit ATS, Vrabel and Tannehill off a loss, uh, are like 11 and six ATS or something like that. Um, I read earlier. Um, I just think this is Tennessee's defense after getting their asses beat, they're gonna pull their cocks out and shut Jacksonville down, uh, the, the shittiest team in that division. So, other than the Texans, I guess. Hmm. Oh, Titan cock. Chris, I want to know what you have to say about Joe's Titans play. You like those sweet spot dogs, as Applebaum calls them, three and a half or more. You also like division dogs. You also like road division dogs. You also like teams off a blowout loss. What about both teams off a blowout loss? I mean, that is a good point. But Chris, what do you think of it? Jags Titans game. Yeah, that one's tough. They it, and it went up to four, right? It was three and a half. It's up to four for the contest. Um, yep. I agree, like Joe's right. I don't know. I mean, I think the Titans typically are are dogs when they're off the loss, but they're I think I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, yeah, are the Jags kind of they look like they had hope earlier this year. Um and, and is Trevor Lawrence fully healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I mean, let's be honest, that was a, obviously, Matt, you were on the, the bad end of that uh, comeback against the Ravens. Like, that was so fluky. And uh, don't bring it up. <laughs> like, don't bring you, up Miles from the last two weeks. It's going to make me angry. There's a lot. The problem is, you know, with this contest that we do and um, with these picks we give, we have to pick and choose. And, uh, you know, that's what the. Uh, Joe and Red have been good at. And obviously we have a lot of road division dogs this week. Some are going to come or some aren't. The Jets, the Browns, you know, the Vikings, the Jags, the Ravens. So, I mean, obviously you have to be, you have to, not all of them are going to cover. Joe likes this spot for the Titans. And uh, I could see it, especially if the Jags are kind of mailing it in at four and eight. Yeah. I mean, at some point they got to start thinking about draft spot right uh maybe they just you know stop trying as hard i guess i mean they're gonna they're gonna play hard no matter what trevor lawrence is gonna want to win but still i think frable's defense is fucking 
really good and they just got absolutely embarrassed last week. So I think that's something we could take advantage of here. Uh, I mean, if, if Tennessee played competitive to the Eagles, this line's probably Tennessee minus six and a half or seven, right? So we're getting a little bit of value in my opinion there. So maybe Tennessee can go out and uh, win, you know, 17 to fucking seven and just an ugly, ugly game at home. Neil, you're typically, or you've been the biggest kind of Vrabel guy on the pod at various times this season. Do you like the spot for uh, for him after playing two really good teams in Cincy and Philly to kind of get right here against a weaker Jags team? Yeah, so I would side with Joe on this one again. So, right, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Tennessee was on, I think, an 8-0 ATS run. Um, and then they go out back-to-back weeks um, and 0-2-8 straight up, 0-2 ATS. Like Joe said, after getting embarrassed, it goes back to – both teams in this matchup got embarrassed. Who's the one that you think, you know, is more likely to bounce back and has more on the line? It's Titans. Um, I think this will probably be one of the lower handled games of the weekend. Um, but I, like Joe said, I can see the defense right really having their bounce back um, game. And it's going to be probably one of those like ugly, like Joe said, like an ugly, weird score type games is something where it's going to happen, but I would, I, I can't see myself playing Jacksonville and yeah, the Titans or nothing. The way I handicapped this too was uh, Matt and I had this discussion was whether like, I look at this just like the Packers game. Yeah. The Tennessee was on the road and a dog to the Packers, but I think Jacksonville and green Bay are in that similar area around 20th best team, maybe a little bit less in the NFL. And I think Tennessee's probably 10, maybe a little bit closer to no, number one than 10. So, well, they're at probably five, six-ish, somewhere in there. But, like, I think they can take advantage of that. And four points is is in a division game a little bit too much. But it, it just makes me nervous. But these are the kind of bets that we got to fire in the contest to, to get to 63% like we're at. That's true. Have these teams played yet? Did no, they play already? Yet. No, really. They, it's this one and then week whatever nineteen, whatever the last week is of the season. So this that's will be the pretty. First match uh, against each other. That's pretty rare to to have a division game where it's the first time you're playing this late in the season. I feel like. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think there's and, a narrative that Derek. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the biggest thing here is just fading Lawrence three and ten ATS on the road in his career. It's just a good spot for a favorite, in my opinion, even if it is a division favorite. I think there's a fantasy people would know this. Derrick Henry against the Jags, I think, has been pretty dominant over the years. Kmart, you got anything on this one before we move on? I mean, not much more to add, uh, except uh, I, I texted our group, I don't know, a few hours ago. And I was like, Neil, you're on the Titans this week, right? Um because I, I hated the spot last week. I wanted the Eagles, but he was kind enough to give us the Bengals the week before. So we're trying to, you know, we don't know everything. So we're just hoping we can dodge and dip and dive, you know, on the right weeks. But I feel <laughs> I feel this is the good spot for the Titans as well. Like he said, two straight ATS losses, a lot more on the line than the Jags. And defensively, uh, I think they're going to be able to limit what they can do offensively. Just seems all their guys are coming in and out of the lineup at various times. Can't argue that. All right.
Joe Titans, Joe, got to keep it going. You, you and Jared, if you guys have been the most successful of anybody sitting here right now this season. Absolutely got to finish strong. Last season, Chris Duke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> last season too. Okay, two years in a row now. You guys have got it going. That's for sure. Chris Duke, uh, you passed me for the first time in some quite some time. Four and one for you last week. One and four for me. Last week, you are two behind Joe at 39 and 26, so you get to hit next, my smelly friend. Well, it wouldn't be hazmat suit if I didn't go one of the most hazmat suit games. Bengals came through for us last week, and I mentioned Broncos on the pod last week. They both came through. And I'm going to go right back to the well with the fucking Denver Broncos. Let's go. There's a huge system play when you have a team that's won 75% of their games laying over seven on the road against a team that's won less than 35% of their games. It's really, really good, and it gets even better in December. Here we are, month of Santa Claus in December. Pirate, home dog, plus nine and a half. Broncos suck ass on offense, but their D is amazing. They only give up 17 points a game, even if the Chiefs score 24. Can the Broncos get to 15 for the dads? Probably not, but fuck it anyways. Let's go, dirty Broncos. You you just want to send the horse gif again. That's all this is. Chris yeah, just is. loves that fucking Broncos head gift. And if you do, you got to fire a little you got to you got to touch money line as well, right? That's just the most disgusting bet ever right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, that I I'm going to place a bet on everyone's bets <clears throat> after the show, and that's a game I looked at and just thought, "Oh, I can't touch it." You know, I can see I agree with Chris, 10 is a lot of fucking points. Like that's the side I would tend to go with but offensively it's like what have they i had to finally give up on them what have they done ever all season to show that there's any sign of life and sutton is probably going to miss again so if the Chiefs score 24 i think it's an l because unless their defense is going to score for them this team hasn't you know put up 13 points consistently against you know lesser opponents so, you know, that it's a hazmat suit special, so you got to love it. They gave up – the Chiefs gave up 17 to Jacksonville, 17 to Tennessee, 24 – okay, we can't count Buffalo. They're actually Dece. 29 to the to Vegas, oh. 20 to Indy. Indianapolis, the Matt Ryan Indy scored 20 against them. So, um, we'll see if they can – Oh, yeah, that was that was week five. That was the hot, yeah, one of the hottest wins of the year. Win. Yeah, fucking so. no, but yeah, I mean, I think the Broncos are even more incompetent than any of those teams on offense. I think it would actually exclude if 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 you can guarantee right now that Patrick Mahomes throws a pick six, then I I could be enticed to fire this bet. But motherfucker, Joe, that is the a- Broncos. They are the most incompetent. Yeah, like thirty second. They ha- they average the lowest mm-hmm. points per game in the Not league. And Russell Wilson's 14. quarterback, uh, and they owe him a billion dollars over the next like fucking whatever. They're five, so fucked. so disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, they're they're almost as fucked as the Rams. 
Yep. Actually, they may be more with that contract. They may be more fucked than the Rams, which is truly unbelievable. But yeah, that that's hazmat suit right there. That's disgusting. Nobody's gonna be on. Nobody's gonna be on Denver. Uh, everybody's gonna tease, parlay, do whatever the hell they want with Kansas City. And the other thing, Chris, you didn't even mention. You're gonna get the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes off a loss narrative this week too. Ugh. And they're undefeated. Well, they're undefeated. Well, besides last week, but they're against the spread. They're only like 18 and 19 in those games. So yeah, they're winning, but they're not always covering. So that again, and once people see how good they are winning, that line keeps inflating. Line should probably be like six and a half, seven. They're getting nine and a half. Fuck it. Russell Wilson, five yes, as a uh, above a TD underdog too. But this ain't Russell Wilson of old. <laughs> this is he doesn't have a, the ghost of Russell Wilson playing. It's the, the fast food version of cooking. This is almost as bad yeah. as Big Ben last year. This is poor Romanos. Yeah. It's so, so bad. <laughs> Do we have any idea what the weather could be? Because we're in oh. December, we're talking about Denver and Mile High. I wonder if there's a chance we could get something fun in this one. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, okay, let, let's talk about this, you know, for, for people who are wanting to be better. How much are we considering weather at this point now that we're into the second weekend of December as part of our handicap? And it's going to really. be 57 and yeah, cloudy. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah, beautiful fine. day. It's in fine. Denver. Okay, so that's fine. But I guess just generally speaking, are, I mean, what are we looking for? Are we looking for snow? Are we looking for wind? Are we looking for sub-freezing temperatures? Like, when, at what point does the weather matter in in your handicap? I guess under twenty uh, I think, degrees. I think the wind is yeah, the biggest factor. Wind or more. I read something earlier about Burrow being really good in the cold. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, 50 degrees or less, Burroughs 9 and 2, 10 and 1 ATS. 40 degrees or less, 5 and 0 straight up and ATS. Joe Burrow. Well, Burroughs overall ATS is like 80%. So I'm sure, I mean, you could, you could break that down into almost anything you want. You could, you could break it down to whether he has one drink the Uh, night before or two. He's going to have a good ATS. He's 16 (laughs) and 3 ATS. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Fuck if the man. opposing coach picks his nose before the game starts, I'm sure Burrow's right. like 90% ATS. So, yeah. I mean, but th- no, that that is a good point, Joe. I mean, it is worth at least now that we're in December, we're in the coldest month of the season, at least looking at that in, in cold places like Denver, like Cleveland, like some of the East Coast cities. Um, Tennessee, maybe not so much, but. Buffalo, Buffalo, perhaps, anyone? Buffalo no, they'll just sure. move it if there's fucking snow on the ground. They'll just yeah, move it right. to Detroit. It's just a, a blasphemous. Find me the closest dome. Green Bay, Ugh. Chicago. Those are places you want to look at. So, all right. I'm glad Chris didn't take mine uh, because we, Chris, you and I talked about this one earlier in the week. Did they make this two and a half for contest? I think they did. Oh, of course they did. So, Chris, I know you, I, you probably know what I'm going to say. Um, the Lions? You know what? I'm going to let that one. I'm going to let somebody else have the one I was going to talk about. How do you know I just that, have How to, do you know someone else is on it? We'll see. We'll get to it cuz I think it's interesting. But I have to just say after what the after what the Jets Vikings game did to me last week, 
after having to watch the Saints on the goal line the week before and watching the Jets on the goal line, I have to just say it. Fuck the Vikings. They're fake. <laughs> They're lucky. They aren't that good. Fuck them. Oh, Fuck Kirk Cousins. And I have to do Lions. And I, I think this is a good one wait, to talk wait, about. So you you pivot from the Steelers to go into steel mine and go with the Lions? <laughs> Oh, were you going to do this one? Yeah, that's it totally awesome. No, it's just, it's just funny how you're like, I'm going to save the Steelers, who I'm guessing you were going to, or maybe actually I was, the Ravens. I was um, going to talk about the Ravens, and yeah, then I just remembered I how too. mad I was at Minnesota and how much <laughs> yeah. I hate them, and I no, just I was overcome. I just had to do Lions. <laughs> I mean, I just, the Minnesota is so fucking lucky every single week, and this, I think this is a good one to talk about because anybody taking the Lions now is getting the worst number. And I think the discussion is going or should be, does it matter? If you think it's if you think it's the right side, even though you could have got them at plus one or even minus one a couple of days side. ago. Right. Didn't matter with the Raiders. So, okay, let's talk about just kind of the breakdown for a second. Minnesota's getting getting lucky. Like something is going their way every single game and they keep winning. They don't always cover though. Their ATS is just okay. Um, they really benefited from the Jets not being able to get in the end zone last week. Detroit, believe it or not, is like number two in the NFL at converting red zone trips into touchdowns. I think the only team that's better is Philly. So Detroit gets down there, they get it in. Every, I mean, everybody's liking the Lions and I think it's deserved. I think they've really, really gotten better, especially since they fired the D coordinator a few weeks ago. Uh, their D's definitely tightened up a little bit. And I mean, fuck, the offense is is rolling. I mean, St. Brown is awesome. The running game is awesome. Goof. DJ I don't know Chark if Goof's back. I don't know if Goof's awesome, but he is he's certainly competent. And he's and the Lions chip I mean, on his shoulder than Rogers. I don't think that's I don't think you're wrong. Uh, that's Goof as been crazy as great. Mm-hmm. Crazy, especially good. at home. I mean, Goof's home away splits are, are pretty drastic. They get them at home. I just Minnesota, god damn it, Minnesota, fucking lose. That's all I gotta say. Fuck, man. Yeah, and in Minnesota's defense isn't that good. I mean, is this another game no. where Detroit can score like 24, 28 points? As long as the Lions cannot kick five fucking field goals, they should be fine. That is or true. fumble on the goal line like did against the Cowboys. How's that red zone uh, trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was on the road. I would say that, um, and that's against a much better D as well. So this feels like it just feels like the Lions have kind of got their shit together, which is crazy to say. I mean, they've been incompetent for most of our lives, and uh, I think they got it. two wins away from that win total, baby. It's a lot. Hey, I love it. You love to see it. And uh, and they're in just such a great spot going forward with having the having the Rams pick, and it's going to be like second or third overall. That's fucking. <laughs> I just laugh my ass off every time I think about that. Uh, oh, but man, Ky- so, Kyle, great. you did you say you were going to talk about this one? I mean, you were on the Jets it's last week same, with me. Yeah, it's like the same exact things you said. You know, just Vikings are ten and two. They're really, in my opinion, like seven and five. They just keep squeaking out these games. Luck is on their side. Like luck is not on Neil and our sides for our contest picks. So it, 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 I mean, there's a reason why this line is is what it is. Like just a few, 
a few people I've seen on, on Twitter, you know, they just can't understand, you know, they're like, Oh, all you sharps, you're going to lose, you know, betting against the Vikings again. And it's like, yeah, we'll see. I don't consider myself a sharp, but you know, obviously that's the side they're on. Um, but yeah, off, offensively, you know, if it, their efficiency is off the, off the hook right now, um, you know, they have Jamal Williams, who is essentially their starter now with, uh, Leads, leads the NFL in touchdowns, right? Yeah, he's got 14, which is more than he has in his entire career combined before this season. Um, then you got Swift, you know, who's back healthy. So he's getting more of his timeshare back. Chark, who can take it off the top with that 4-3 speed. So it, it's it's just crazy having Chark and then a possession receiver like St. Brown because he's not fast. So like he's not much faster than I was, and I was slow as fuck. Um <laughs> So it's just amazing this this offense and all the pieces they have. And defensively, they've come together. Like, that's the thing. The first four weeks were like, yeah, they can score, but they can't defend. Now they actually can get some stops. And, you know, they're going to need a couple against the Vikings offense because they obviously still have Jefferson and Cook. But, you know, I think they're going to be able to to have a barn burner with them. Anybody else got anything to add? I mean, this is one that – you know, people are Chris. People are going to look at the line and say, "Wait a minute how are how are the Lions favored over the ten and two Vikings?" Right. So I was just going to right. So I was just going to say I'm going to step in for Chris because that was the exact conversation that was in our team's uh, group chat, which is, let me find it. I think I said the exact it was non-negotiable. Was, Lions are in. <laughs> someone asked. No, someone just asked. We didn't even put it right. We said I I like Lions. Kyle like Lions. And the the response from one of our team is how is Minnesota catching points? And we basically, the response was exactly. And Kyle said, it's non-negotiable. Lions is non-negotiable this week. So <laughs> Kmart controls. That. It doesn't matter, right? Kmart controls the entry. He puts in the picks. So fuck it. It's in. And I'm, I'm totally, and Mike, I'm totally on, on board with it also. This line is as I mean, disgusting from a record I, standpoint as you're going to get. And people, you know, just have this ten and two going in. This is lion. This is lions. It's all going to come crashing at some point. I think you fade Minnesota every single week. This is like red hitting at a roulette table for like ten times in a row. You walk up to it, you fire double zero black until it goes right until it goes. So go go lions. Sitting in a tie, we better take the points, boys. Just like the Giants last week. No, Neil, Neil, the way you say that, though, makes me sound like I don't listen to you guys and I just put in whatever five I think. No, no, you don't. I'm just good. saying this was the, this it's was like, this was one that it didn't matter. This yeah, was no, for it's sure. Not. It's just like, guys, yeah. this is what I want. Like, we have to have this in there. But, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe they get spanked and everyone's like, see, lines suck. And I will say the response from our guy when we said when we said it was, oh, just like commies Texans where we all love the Texans back, you know, a few weeks ago. And it's, uh, yep. you know, and again, spot, you take away that opening pick six by Mills, they cover. Yeah. Yep. All right. Joe had to run, but we're going to finish it off. So Kmart, I, I know I maybe stole yours, but what else you got? Let Neil go. I got to look at okay. my sheet. <laughs> okay. All, all right, right, Neil, what do you got? So again, I preface by saying I did not watch any football and this game wasn't necessarily on my radar or something that I was going to bet until I go back and I look at box scores. I am starting to really love the Bengals 
in this spot. I don't understand the fact this Cleveland game was as misleading a final. Like I just looked at right at first when I looked at scores on Sunday at the end of the day, it was like, oh, Cleveland's got this in the bag. I guess, you know, Watson, you know, must have been service was serviceable. No, it's fucking terrible. This whole thing, what a mess this game was. Like, I can't imagine being like having Texan if I we had Texans last week and how upset I'd be um at this game. And again, we sort of talked a little bit about some of the things. Joe Burrow, ATS, all the all the narratives around this Cleveland team right now, they're clicking, they're rolling, they're home still. I get that they're off a big win. That's what kind of why it was initially a stay away, but you've got a division team coming in. And I think like for Cleveland, right, with this whole Lamar injury, you've got a real shot now. We don't know how long. I know we're going to talk about the Steelers game, Matt, but we don't know how long Lamar is going to be out for. You know, there's a path that Cleveland wins the division now. They've got to keep it rolling. And this, I I don't know how you see anything positive right now, you know, from Watson in this and how they're going to move the ball since he played really well against the best offense, you know, second best offense in the league. Um, defensively, the defensive has been really good all season long. Like, I, I think, and I think for a while, it's going to be tough for Watson to go play on the road. Um let alone just try to play football for a while. I, I think he's got a, he's got some game speed to make up for. So I have no problem fading him for the next couple of weeks until he gets to see his football legs under him. But I don't know how you saw anything impressive from that. So I'll I'll take Kyle's Bengals. Hmm. Chris, I know you probably have some thoughts on this because you and I talked about Browns the other day. Burrow's zero and four against them lifetime. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Love it. Beat the Browns, huh? Even when it was Baker Love Mayfield. Um, yeah, I I lean Browns. Obviously, it's a road. No, you would division dog. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. like you said, they look like absolute shit. I mean, it would have been nice for them to win by one or or even lose to the Texans in this game with probably seven and a half or eight, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, did he get, did he get his kinks out this week? I, I don't know. Cause Bengals defense is really fucking good. Look what they did. Made Travis Kelsey fumble and got stops. And Hey, Hey and, Chris, he, he can't get his kinks out. Cause he's not allowed to get a massage. Ah, exactly. He's all back. Get up. his cock out. I mean, what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, Matt, I mean, just like Matt always likes to point out, put him in a teaser, put him in a fucking parlor. I mean, I, you could tease it down to a pick them, right? Or a plus a half or something. And that just is like, how are the Bengals possibly going to lose to the Browns, right? Uh, well, they got their ass kicked on Monday night on Halloween uh, before. So, Eileen, I don't know if this will make it. I think Riley and I both did text each other Browns on our initial plays. So, we'll see. Not my top three or four favorite, but... Man, it sure it sure meets the stink card. I'll tell you that it is pretty. But Chris, you so you just said if the Browns had lost this by a point or this was a closer game, this should have been seven seven. You thought like seven seven and a half. They should have this game. They, their game against the Texans should have been much closer to like a, a pick them. Or if you could do it, the Texans should have won. I mean, again, the Texans Texans, but. For all intents and purposes, right, this was not a 13-point game. This line should be a touch, right? I think since he should be a touchdown favorite, 
and you only have to lay six. And you know, right, right. And that's, that was that's kind of my where, thought. That, right. That's where you're look. You're looking at it as a a, a value put. You're getting a point or two of value, and you're if you can get under that. Where I'm looking at it as if if this is such a if they have so much respect for the Bengals and so much disrespect for the Browns, why is why are the books not moving it off of six? Why is it not six and a half in the contest or seven when I'm looking at 70, 80% of the tickets on Bengals. Why has the line not moved? That just seems a little weird to me. That's I think all. it did. I think it did move. I think it was the opener this week. I mean, you're right. It's one way action. The look ahead was three and a half. The opener on Sunday was four. And now we're all the way at six so by cool. Wednesday. So to your point, Chris, I, I don't know if they're going to move it off six at this point. But I mean, it's been just one way on Cincy. Nobody's given the Browns because everybody, everybody's seeing what Neil saw and that that score was really misleading last week. And so I think people are just assuming the Browns are, are really not good and, and the line moved accordingly. Their offensive so, line is kind of fucked too. It, yeah. It's tough because it's like, okay, is this – I think it's impossible to know how long it's going to take for the rust to wear off. Like, could this be another Russell Wilson situation where the dude just isn't going to be good this year? I don't know if it's going to get to that level, but I mean, it, it's kind of impossible to know. All right. Is I mean, it going to look like one shit game? in a preseason game? And I know it's the preseason, but still it's not the same talent. Very hard to know. Um, that's a tough and, one, and that's one to, to me. It's until you find out, until you, until he shows something, I have no problem fading him until he's able to show it. Because again, Russell Wilson, everyone, we're sure it's going to show up one of these days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're it's in week fifteen, and it hasn't yet. So, and I, I could see it. And what I think the step, what was it, like seven hundred days in between NFL yeah. snaps or something like that. I, I don't see how you can just throw yourself. It does all the practice preseason, whatever, everything in the world. And you have the most cupcakey opener game you could possibly have playing the Texans. That's, a, <laughs> that's like stepping. I mean, you might as well be stepping in in the third quarter of a preseason game and playing a Texans defense. And you'd look that bad. I mean, and you look that bad. I, until you're able, I'll, I'll, if I die on it, that's fine. But until you, until he shows that he's productive, I'll fade it. And this is just—I'll go back. It's Bur- Burrow's looking good since he's rolling. I'll take him. I'll take him. Hmm. Uh, I would be curious to know. We talked about Burrow's stellar ATS record. How how is it? How many times have they been this big a favorite? Minus six. Because I feel like part of the ATS record is because they were so underestimated last yeah. year throughout the whole way and they were under and even yeah. and even this year you know they get off to the slow start and so i wonder how many times they've been a six point it's definitely the, the highest spread i can recall them being in a uh, long time besides the against the falcons was it seven seven and a half against the falcons? okay yeah or, and panthers too and they were panthers. they laid but seven other than that eight. the one against no, the laid... was one and a half even one against the steelers was only three and a half four they were laying six and a half at the Jets earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Steamrolled. 
Yeah, they did. They did. That was after they had started zero and two. I remember zero and two. Right. Okay. Let's let's wrap this up in a couple minutes. Kmart. Let's throw it to you for for something. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there's kind of two. I'm mulling over Chargers or Niners, kind of for similar reasons. But let's just go with the let's just go with the Homer pick. Uh, Niners minus three and a half. Um, Brock Purdy. He's pretty pretty. Um, you know, it's it's mainly defense. The defense is healthy. Bucks, shitty offensive line. I, I don't and I don't personally love the minus three and a half because again, it's it's a rookie quarterback. If he makes two mistakes, I think he can have one mistake as long as it's not a pick six. You know, they're gonna win this game comfortably. I think they're gonna still get enough done. Um but the Bucks still have a have a solid defense. That's why it's like you can have one mistake, but you can't just solely rely, you know, on the Niners' defense. But I think because of the Jimmy G news, you know, the line's gone down a little bit. I think a lot of the public is going to jump on the Bucks. You know, Tom Brady, what is it, three and one in his last four? You know, he's heating up. You know, he's got them back in in the playoff hunt. You know, winning the division, and it, it just the Bucks seem like a square dog to me. Um, you know, I, I don't love the play, you know, I, I, I love lions more and, you know, chargers are kind of there too. They're getting healthy, you know, just giving out two here. They're getting healthy. I think a lot of people are going to jump on the dolphins getting, getting just absolutely bent over last week, but it's a silent kind of number. Cause you have, you know, it was a one possession game. Niners get the stop, get a field goal, pick six or fumble recovery six, but I think what people neglect to kind of focus on is there's no Jalen Waddle for half the game. Like when the Niners defense only had the guard hill, it makes it a lot easier. So I don't know exactly what Waddle's issue is. I know it's something with his leg. I don't know if he's limited or if he's going to play, but you know, those are two plays, you know, I'm, I'm looking at with the lions, um, you know, going into this week as well. The Niners one is really interesting because people are going to look at the line and say, wait a sec, Brock Purdy is minus three and a half against Tom Brady. Right. And I guess the one worry I would have is a good defensive coach like Bowles against yeah. a seventh round rookie QB. Well, I'm saying like, he can have one mistake. Yeah. He's, he's got to play clean. It's, it's, he's in the best spot. It's not because of his playmakers. It is because of his coach and where he plays. Like, to get it out that quick, but then to also have guys like Ayuk over the middle, Samuel, of course, and McCaffrey. Like, if he's able to get rid of that ball in two and a half seconds, he's going to succeed. You know, he struggled on the blitz, so you know they're you know Shanahan's going to you know have you know his plays ready for him. He's want to he's going to want to get it out hot because what do the Bucks like to do? So, you know, it's, it's all going to be on the game plan. And, you know, I'm definitely going to side with Shanahan on that one, especially with one of the best defenses we've seen since, I don't know, the 84 Bears. When healthy. Yeah. When healthy. It'll be a, it'll be a good test because everything's going to be short. If you don't have to defend deep, that, that certainly makes it easy. Yeah, um, I, I mean, would just th- I would just throw in, and I'm not the resident homer <clears throat> um, for the Niners, and I could really care less. But I do think that teams tell you a lot by the moves that they make, and I think the fact that you have like the narrative right, Mister Irrelevant, 
they kept him on from the entire season, right? He was always there. They don't go out and make a claim for Baker. Why? I think they think that they have something, that they have a capable backup long-term. And Purdy, Didn't like, he I think, play five years at Iowa? Was it just four? I, I feel, no, fit. I think it was five because he had that weird COVID year. They all kind of got an right, extra. Yeah. They all kind of got an extra. Right? But, I mean, it, for Iowa State, yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't matter. The teams tell you what they think. And you had Mr. Irrelevant. They had no – they owed this guy nothing to keep him around. But they chose to at the beginning of the season. They kept him on. He's been there since the beginning, I think. They don't put in a, a play for Baker, right, where it seemed like a slam dunk that that was going to happen, um, given what yeah, it was. Why, like, why would you want to, like, tr- even go after Baker? Like, he's shown he can't pick up an offense. Like, what's he, what's he going to do? Maybe take over the reins in the playoffs? Like, Again, at that point, I, you, you just let Purdy run. You're making my – well, I think you're kind of making my point. Is that they think that they're in a better position with Purdy than they would be with Baker. And it just thing I think it just shows what the team is. And it's not, and I know for Baker, like it goes more than just with Baker, though it's more than just on the field. Like I no one's ever said that they like Baker as a teammate either. So I think there's a lot that you could fuck up in the locker room. But it's like I think the team's just telling you something that they're comfortable enough with where Purdy is. They've been comfortable with him since the beginning, it seems to me, by having him there. I, I think they're telling you that they feel that they're fine, that they think they still can go out and win. And I am with Kyle, like, for, yeah, three and a half for the contest, that sucks. But I think three and a half for a better, you're like, this is like one of those super disgusting because who's not – everyone just thought, oh, look, even if Tampa Bay gets down 13 with six minutes left, Tom Brady can still come back. I'll take Tom Brady plus three. You know, the, that's the narrative, right? I'll take Tom Brady plus three and a half. This is disgusting enough to say – take the Niners and lay three and a half in this spot. Running a little long, so we'll kind of go rapid fire on a couple more. The one I was going to talk about a little bit earlier was the Steelers-Ravens. I mean, you've got a line move here due to the backup quarterback. Pittsburgh's, you know, won a couple games in a row. What what have the Ravens really been doing on offense with Lamar Jackson lately? Not a whole lot. So I don't know if this is much of a drop-off. I think – can, I mean, Huntley kind of shown into, he can come in and fill the void. He's played before. Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah. I think the Ravens are an interesting division dog after a couple yes. of performances where they I, haven't looked good at all. Steelers yeah. over seven and a half wins isn't dead. It's not Oh, dead. man. <laughs> it's not dead. Kenny. Kenny and the Steelers. A uh, couple other ones. Chris, can I interest you in Texans plus 16 and a half? Yeah, I think you can. Um in-state rival, I think they might uh, be a little scrappy here. We'll see. Uh, we say it all the time. We don't like to lay that many points with the Cowboys. Obviously, they've done what Cowboys do and let the Giants come in the back door, and then they do what they do and absolutely demolish the Colts in the fourth quarter to cover the large spread last week. So you never know. But, yeah, I don't – fuck. I was leaning I'm, – I'm, I'm surprised. Maybe it's a stay away now. Kyle might have talked me off my – my Bucks hill, but I thought I was hoping. I was telling my friend, I hope the fucking damn. Bucks if I talked to you off the Bucks, I must have made some good points. Well, <laughs> it's just, they only scored. I wanted them to only score three points. Then they do that yeah. stupid fucking comeback, and I'm like, damn it! Now they won, even though they didn't cover. Right? They, they Bucks betters are still dead, and I, I would just wanted it to get inflated. Purdy's a seventh rounder. He goes from a 
you know, I, well, I know they were a four point favorite, but he had a, he had a 10, seven leader seven. I don't know what happened, but anyways, the defense had a fumble six. I kind of lean bucks here. You know, it's disgusting, but, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I do lean Texans too, Matt. What about you? Are you gonna? Is there any way in hell your your no group gets no. it? In? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, I think I sent an R thread. Neil put that in there, and I'm just like, they're unplayable. Like, I, I just, exactly. I just they're they're exactly. unplayable. Like, exactly. Yeah. Dad. yeah. <laughs> Immediately play. Last, I mean, look, look on... at it. it was essentially a tie game going in the fourth quarter in in Indianapolis, lost by what? 100 53 to 19 or some shit like that's that's crazy we, yeah. we actually think the texans are any better and that that couldn't happen to them in the final 10 minutes like i, I just can't thinking that that mccarthy was running it up on saturday to make a point about coaches and working your way up and and this is more of like a fuck you to ursay and saturday and McCarthy was was doing a solid for the hardworking coaches in the league who have paid their dues. I don't know who knows if that's true, but they. I mean, they were they were throwing deep on them, up thirty or whatever. So last thing on the Bucks, and then we'll we'll call it a show. Anybody seen Tom Brady? Tom Brady's new girlfriend. Anybody else see that? Oh yeah. No, I've known her before Tom Brady. Well, known of her. Beautiful. Veronica. Dees, check it out. Like half half his age too. He's yeah, he's, uh, Leonardo, apparently. Yeah, the the, uh, the Jeter DiCaprio playbook over there for yeah. old Tom. So we'll call him the goat for nothing. All right, guys, we'll be back on Sunday night or Monday or or sometime uh, to conclude this week and provide a recap. And then we do have a very special guest, one of our absolute favorites, who's going to join us on next week's preview shows so look out for that next wednesday in the meantime chris just remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet poop exactly what kmart just said you might bet on a double digit dog and they might get blown out 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter yeah 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 yeah